Prepare yourself for invasion. This is Indie Invasion. Oh man, you're two fisted drinking. All I got to nah, I got the two coffee cups. <laughs> Look at that glare. There we go. There he is, the little alien. What's up, guys? Greetings and sanitation, worthy friends. Oh, there's Clem. Yes, sir. More tomfoolery. You know what? I've got to remember to send you a message, Todd, because I'm I'm gonna I'm about to throw my printer through the wall. Oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, I know. It's like I go in these spurts. I'll get four months of really good printing out of it, and then something will happen, and I just go, ah, and then I leave it alone for a couple of months. <laughs> so we're in the mirror, mirror universe. Oh. Yeah, I know what you're said saying. That. Well, that's why we're in the mirror, mirror universe. Bam. There you go. There we go. Now it's right in the world. I say we, we need to have the evil Fu Man chew. To go with the goatee if you're going to have. Uh, uh, Josh, I have a, an Ender 3. Uh, it's, it's you know, it's just one of those things where I just, I'm not patient enough to work on it for an extended period of time. To I do all the basic stuff and then I'm like, ah, forget it. And then I want to print something really, really bad and I go back to it. So, and then I eventually get it figured out or I message someone who knows what they're doing because that is not me. That knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, what you been working on there, Mr. Eric? So uh, still hammering out some minis with the speed painting. I am sold on that. Uh, if you guys didn't check it out this last Saturday, I did some super cool the thing alien minis on that yeah, screen, the hobby awesome. hangout. Um, I have not yet dry brushed them because I'm trying to decide if I really want to. I mean, they're a little bit that darker tone which yeah. fits um and they're grotesque enough for me i think uh i don't Sweet. think they really need anymore uh i mean what one night i painted four minis then <laughs> now listen okay that's some kind of miracle right there from back in the early days of indie mm -hmm. invasion where we both had bad microphones no graphics and I mean, I'm not even going to attempt to pick them up and show you. <laughs> yeah, you, don't want to, you don't want it to collapse again. No mishap like last week. But yeah, I mean, I printed those four and I worked on two other ones that I didn't get them done. But I got progress because I'm kind of doing yeah. a mix of the speed paint and regular painting on those. Um, actually painted a twisted model for a little bit. What? Yeah, I was painting Dorothy. Um, what? That's dug crazy her out. talk. Yeah, I know. I been a while since i painted a twisted model so and you know marvel crisis i got those a lot of oddball ones sitting yeah. around so it's like you know i'm gonna work on these especially since i'm just yep. experimenting trying to learn yep. you know how to use those so that's pretty much what i've been doing other than waiting for new terrain from black site studios to come oh, my yeah way. they've so, been pumping out all kinds of stuff since they got that new building yes they've been, they they've been really putting it out there I've been still working on my Necromunda stuff, finishing okay. up all of the, my gangs are done that I'm playing. I'm just kind of doing the, the little satellite stuff for the campaign, the monsters and yeah, stuff yeah. like that for our game. And then I'm going to move back to my Mordheim miniatures 
because of as Eric and I were talking before we came on, while some people don't think miniature collecting is like Pokemon and you got to catch them all. You got to catch them all. I, I do. And I, but I already <laughs> caught them all for Twisted, so I don't have any Twisted stuff to paint. So when does Mordheim start, Todd asks? Um, probably October because we should be done with our Necromunda campaign by then. So we'll probably start that in October. We've been pretty solid in getting our games in. Gang ratings are starting to creep up to the point where we'll end it on something like having Space Marines come in and kill us all. <laughs> What's up, Spaz? I just saw that you chimed in there. Spaz, I, I don't know if you heard me the last week, but I did mention that they do officially have mini skirts at Redbubble. So there I need go. to figure out where they are so I can put them in there. And then That's you right. don't have to just get a sticker and put it on your butt. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's it. That is it right there. So, yeah. So, Todd, when we start Mordheim, it'll be October. So, come on. Come on. You can join us. I saw that Mordheim box on your shelf when you did your hobby room tour. Yeah. So. Yeah. I saw that, too. He's got all that yeah, old, he does. good stuff. I know. I had to I had to print copies. Collector. Of, oh, man. Are you kidding me? I got all he. I got the Mordheim stuff from him, and I was like, I had to go print the man of war book and the gorka morka book because i don't have them anymore so yeah just to read modern day technology is a wonderful thing that you can just go and do that right for that out of print stuff it's super good i like it so yep 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 well i had a bit of news for everybody out there Ooh, and uh, i was kind of excited because we got an official <laughs> official press release on it um, now it was about a year ago. We were, we first tackled, uh, Snarling Badger Studios, uh, did Rain and Hell. Well, they just released last week, their second game called Space Station Zero. Well, didn't um, we get a press release for Rain and Hell too? We probably did. Thinking yeah, about I mean, it. We yeah. Felt pretty, felt pretty special. Yeah. You know, not going to lie. Pull up my, like, pull up my pants a little bit. I'm like, Hey, yeah, all like, right. I, I might need to wear a tie next time. We getting all <laughs> fancy up in here. Still but a yeah, t-shirt, but a tie, you know. This one's kind of in the same vein of, you know, get it to the table quick, use whatever minis you want. Um, you know, this one's got more of a campaign aspect, solo, co-op. You can fight each other. Um, and it's it's kind of got uh, more of a narrative, too. You, you know, you're stranded on this mysterious space station, and you're kind of... It reminds me of a dungeon crawler when you're going in, you're trying to discover the secrets of this space station. You build a crew and they can level up, they could die. Um, and kind of it, like it's kind of like five parsecs from home on a space hulk, yeah, 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 <laughs> it's like space hulk. Um, but it's just, it's I don't want to say simplified, but it's beer and pretzels for sure. I think, right. um, you know, it's using the D, D12 system again. Um, but I could totally see kids, you know, playing this game with your kids and, you know, it's like, it does have strategy involved cause you're trying to solve a puzzle. You're trying to overcome some scenario, which they boast. What did I say? It was Mac 24, 24 different scenarios Ooh. and you what? can just kind of like, I don't want to say choose your own adventure, but you're, you're going on the dungeon crawl and you don't really yeah. go back. So you know, it's different every time you play. So, and I mean, it's, it's cheap. You guys, it's like 18 bucks for the book. Uh, yeah. and you get a PDF for free with that. 
Yeah. Or so the PDF. Even yeah. even if so, obviously, I mean, we are in the invasion after all. So, I I blame Eric because we were talking about it beforehand. So I went ahead and ordered mine. So this, this my, <laughs> as we were talking my, about this it, my, this is my PDF of it right here that I'm showing you. And hard copies on the way, but um, you know, for what it costs, if you are a collector, mm -hmm. if you it, like it, rules, yeah, it's definitely worth it. And and for anybody who's been listening for any length of time, I love rule books. I love to read over them. I like to compare the rules and the stories and all the other stuff. So I picked mine up just to check this out. And yes, Spaz, this is definitely a job for Elasta Ape. Heck yeah. There's yeah. no question about it. Elasta Ape <laughs> must show up in Space Station Zero. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's very... I haven't read through it yet. Um, Eric has watched some of the videos. I haven't. But but I, I'm, I'm reasonably confident that it's going to be a, a pretty decent... Um, Beer and pretzels, having your buddies over, playing a game kind of fill, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Clem says, got to fill the shelves. That's uh, right. I think right now we're at the point where I got to get more shelves, not got to fill the shelves, got to get more shelves. There's yeah, but real quick. I just want to... that has some shelves out on the street says free. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I just thought I'd mention that, throw that out to people. If you guys want to check it out, check out their um, their website. Uh, you can go to Snarling Badger Studios or just go straight to Space Station Zero game. And, you know, they have the little links. They'll fulfill it through War Game Vault. Yep. Um, you can watch the the videos where they talk about the game and the backstory. And they actually have a gameplay video that um, was pretty interesting. It gives you a taste of it, of like a little bit of how the activation works and right. some of the actions they can take. And that's one of the things that I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. It's different. You know, right. I, I we both like when the indie games really try something different. And I think yeah. that's what they did here. So, yeah. uh, and, and again, I, I think it's the, the this the only downside I ever see to the independent game market is there's just so much stuff out there. You know, it's like, uh, what do I get? What do I get? So but again, for the price yeah, being 18. miniatures agnostic means that's it. 18 you know, bucks. Which we all know that's it. not really true because you'll go, oh, well, I know I have 600 space miniatures, but I'm probably going to need a whole brand new set of miniatures for a crew because that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be just for that game, right? Yeah. Just for that game. It doesn't matter if it's really <laughs> miniatures agnostic. That just means we have to buy miniatures from any game in order to play this game. I think that's the definition. That's the definition yeah. I'm going with. So, well, what are we actually talking about tonight so that we can get on to the shenanigans? All right. So tonight we're, we're going to talk about jumping to wargaming conclusions. So, and I think this is something that happens a lot, especially, uh, you know, in our little part of the hobby tabletop gaming world, wargaming, there's ideas about it in general um, that, you know, you can look at it as really not true. It's just kind of like people say things on all the social media. Oh, it's this, it's that, it, you know, type of thing. So, um, you know, it can create misconceptions of wargaming. So I kind of wanted to right. look at some of them, debunk them. We'll go over. Um, I mean, if you guys have any ideas, chime in. You guys that are in the studio audience. and Ooh, the studio audience. <laughs> Dang. Um, can you think of any of these, uh, like, uh, wargaming 
um, you know, like conclusions, misconceptions. Yeah, misconceptions. Oh yeah, I mean, the, there's a lot out there. I I came up with three that we could discuss. Well, but I think I think probably the biggest one is the the nerd one about about games that I, I think. And let's be honest, every it's it's plastered all over the internet. I think Henry Cavill has helped to put that away by playing 40k, right? Right. Um, which which I think is really cool that that, that he plays. Um, but I think that that's a stigma that's attached to it. Yeah. Uh, people don't realize when you go back through the history of historical war gaming that it was actually something that the nobility did. You had to be nobility. Yeah in order to do it. So I, I think that was, um, <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw. Yes. They are commencing now club. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, and I think some of that is just is modern day and age. I think, uh, we're yeah. at a, a place in society that it's okay to let your, your geek flag fly, you know? Um, cause that's kind of pop culture now. Uh, whereas yeah. 30 years ago, yeah, it was looked at that way. And sometimes it still is looked at that way a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Josh wins comments today. You still have to be nobility. It's true. Uh, <laughs> now that depends what game company and system you go with, but yes, yeah, definitely. Right? Definitely. Uh, <laughs> right? Yes. I was born into wealth. That's how I managed to build my 40 K custodes army. Yeah, you got the, the solid oh, gold dice. Points. Yeah, 400 <laughs> points, right? That's very true. That's very true. Yeah, I, I think some of the other stuff, too. Um, so I have I have a friend that just started playing Necromunda. So he came, he crossed over from my RPG group, and I sucked him into our Necromunda group. And so I think one of the misconceptions that he has is the idea that the painting and the building and all of that is so hard to do oh yeah yeah that's right. when i hear people are discouraged about well that looks cool but i don't think i can get into it anybody can get into it with yeah. a little time and a little practice and uh, especially nowadays you can go and watch a video of how things are done you can see it's not that bad yeah so i think the intimidation factor of is, is kind of a, a misconception mm -hmm. especially and you know this is kind of where the internet maybe has made it i don't i don't want to say bad but but harder because you can go online and you look at these paint jobs and and you'll the first 500 pictures that pop up will be golden demon quality yeah painting. that can be and, discouraging and you're like um yeah i'm not going to be able to play this game there's, there's no way i can do that so that's uh, so where you got to kind of go to that local level if you guys yeah. have a community for it and see what you're your base community is doing and go by yeah. that. Don't, don't get discouraged by what you see online. Like Max said, um, you know, that's sometimes the best of the best is posting up there, you know? Yeah. So, so my, so my buddy, I sat, I had him come over, we sat down, he opened up his box and I was like, all right, well, you know, this is what you do. This is how you trim your stuff in five minutes. He, he's starting to build and he's like, okay, this is cool. And we have, um, I can't even remember. Oh, it's the app called GroupMe. I'm sure some of you guys know about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we use it for, for our Necromunda campaign, right? So we can see where everybody's at and talk. He gets home after that first night. And he's just sending me picture after picture. 
because he's still working. He took his little brand new little tiny tackle box home and he's just working. So he just blew that conception out of the water, that misconception right away. That's by, good. By just giving it a shot, you know. And that's why I think it's important that a lot of places have these like paint nights, learn to paint nights or yes. intro to paint nights. Um, not only is it great for kids to get introduced to that, but uh, people that have never been exposed to it, it's a good way to more or less ease them into it and see yeah. that it's not as bad as that what they thought they saw online. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, that that's that's for me. I mean, I, I think I got into the hobby early enough that. Should I say that? There wasn't internet to look up, you know? <laughs> you just dated yourself, didn't you? <laughs> you, you, you? The only way that you could see the how someone painted was to go to the store or go to mm -hmm. your buddy's house. You couldn't you couldn't Google Warhammer 40k at the yeah. time. So you know you were you were like, Man, I am an amazing painter. And then 20 years later you go, What did I paint that with? A house brush? <laughs> that is terrible, you know. <laughs> Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Clem, young kids today with your speed paints and interwebs. Right. Hey, now I do like the speed paints. Don't they I, I do. I, I like the speed paints. All right. Well, I had a second one that we could talk about here. And I think this one is interesting to me that um there's a misconception, uh, a belief that most people that play mini games play at the stores or tournament events competitively. And just that thought could be discouraging yeah. to some people to get into a system or a game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's funny is you may think that, especially you go to the stores and they're always packed with all these, you know, 40K players or magic players and stuff. But in, in truth, more people, I think, are playing th these games at home. And wow, there's a good a store. I'm playing at home. <laughs> yeah, see, or they don't have a store. <laughs> so you're playing it. And, and I think the biggest reason for this is, and I think this is a great reason, is, you know, you can play the way you want at home. You want to play older editions of rules? Play them. Uh, you can proxy whatever you want, you know, at home. Yeah. And some people feel like, oh, I gotta, I gotta keep up with that chase. I gotta be current with the rule systems and chase that FAQs. And no, you don't. You can play whatever way you want. Right. Um, nope. You know, nobody's gonna come beating down your door and say you're playing it wrong. Uh, you don't have to be official. Look at you, Spaz. Max Old Many looking at the newer speed painted mini, shaking fist. Get off my flock. You know what? Just for that statement, I'm gonna paint up a miniature here this this week, and I'm gonna do my base goblin green. Yeah, paint me a space marine with a goblin green base. That that gives me an idea for a shirt. An old pewter, old pewter mini. Say, get off my flock. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a lot of things that uh, that people have misconceptions about with with the games, and I think it's I think it's better today because back in the day it was a, it wasn't a misconception. You had to have a lot of models, right? yeah. Because you were either playing fantasy battles, you were playing Warhammer 40k, or if you really want to go back, you were playing Rogue Trader. And while you didn't need as many models as you need for 40K, you still needed quite a few. Or you were playing historicals. And for those of you who have been to historical conventions, I mean, sometimes the table, I mean, you're like, 
that table is as big as not my kitchen table, but my kitchen, right? Yeah, they're, just, yeah. they're just huge because there's so many models. So I think people sometimes still think that though, that yeah. you have to have 500 different models in order to play. And right now, I can't remember who said it. It was some time ago on one of the other shows that someone said it might have even been Josh, actually. I don't know if he's still watching, but um, Josh of Zombie Smith Miniatures, go over to his website, check it out, buy stuff because it's cool. Um, <laughs> is that we're in the golden age of gaming right now because, well, like we just said, Space Station Zero just came out. You've mm -hmm. got Rain and Hell. You've got all of these different little skirmish games out there that you don't need 500 models for. Yeah. Um, yeah, you and, can and use, you know, we and we've been diving into this, into our board game minis, SEMA, and right. reusing that stuff. And um, I think some people, you know, you go online, you, you look at, like, the conventions. You see pictures from conventions, and it's just like, oh, my God, there's a lot of people. And you just see that sea of tables and minis and right you know people looking like they're super intense and playing these games that yeah you could you would think that you know seeing stuff like that and seeing pictures from stores or even if you just went into the store um it can be a little intimidating um or if you went in eric's house i mean look behind him look at that <laughs> all that stuff you have to have to play it's my Lights own store masks and halloween so you gotta have all kinds of stuff i got lots of toys <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's funny and i i know some some companies have done studies like i know wizards of the coast looked at this especially with magic and um you know taking surveys whatever way they did online and it turns out that realistically like 95 percent of the people aren't going to the friday night magic to play in these games they're staying at home with family and playing with friends and, right. you know, and just trying things out and having a good time, not really overly concerned to win, you know, type of right. thing. Right. Um, well, that, that perfect example right there where you just said playing at home, not really caring if you win. Look, mm -hmm. the reality is nobody shows up to the game and goes, man, I sure hope I lose tonight. Right. Nobody shows up and does no. that. But, but you can still be a good loser. Right. So last Saturday we're playing and it was just the best because it was just a bunch of friends playing around the table and nobody really cared what happened to who we're laughing at each other. The stuff that's happening, like You're I telling got stories, right? right? I got creamed. We started, playing, I got creamed in like the first two turns. I was like, all right, well, that didn't, oh that didn't really, that didn't really go too well, but I'll be able to help roll up everybody else's serious injuries. Um, but <laughs> But that, but that atmosphere, um, and that goes back to what you were saying earlier, is the misconception that there has to be this uh, competitive level. I don't know if that's really a misconception in general about the about gaming, so much as it is like some people are maybe intimidated by going to the store and playing because you're worried that. that somebody is so much better than you because yeah. you've seen that one guy at the store who's hyper competitive who might really be the nicest guy in the world and might actually teach you a thing or two about the game. Yeah. But, but you have that perception because that's what you see. And I, that can be, I know that can be intimidating, especially for people that are maybe not as extroverted, you know, yeah. if you're a little bit more introverted, that could, that could definitely put you off uh, to doing it. So, yeah. So remember when you're there playing the games at the stores, those of you who have them, 
stores, I mean. Be nice to the new scared looking people. <laughs> Be friendly. Say, yeah, come in, come yeah. in. And put your deodorant on. <laughs> everyone, well, I, that, everyone that watches this knows why I said that. <laughs> so I had another one that we can tap into here a little bit. And this is closer to what we talk about a lot. And we, 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 have mentioned this one a lot, but mini agnostic games mean you can use whatever minis you want for games. Now, some people think that if the game says mini agnostic, it's yeah, you can use whatever minis you want, but realistically what they're actually saying. So I did some research on this one. <laughs> oh, it's, look at you. It, it's more of a note saying that it's, it's the game is more about a rule set. It's a rule system. Right that the company's publishing and they may be doing that because well, minis are expensive to produce. Right. And yeah. you know, there is exceptions I'm, I'm like that. <laughs> yes, you were learning that. And there's exceptions. Frostgrave is one, you know, they do have a minis line, but right. it's still agnostic. So you can still right. use whatever minis with that rule set. Now, what's funny is you can do this with any game, right? Oh, yeah. You could, you could push, whatever you want they could be chess pieces around any game it don't have to be an official space marine especially if you're playing at home who cares nobody's gonna come arrest you so i think that's one idea i I just recently heard about that it's not so much about the minis and using whatever you want but it's just an indication that this is just a rule set here have fun with it use what you want right it it makes me think of uh one page rules yeah yeah exactly um, and, and just putting that kind of stuff out is, and I know we've talked about this before too, and this is a little bit off topic, but with the miniatures agnostic games, uh, I think that, I think that Frostgrave really did it best by having stuff available mm-hmm. because not everybody's super creative, right? Not everybody's going to go track down all of these other cool miniatures from these other companies or or scratch build something or kit back yeah. something some some people want a space marine per se you know what i mean or or they want that frost grave guy so to have it available but then still say it's miniatures agnostic just use whatever you want i think yeah. that's a really cool combination of stuff to do and i i agree with you yeah. uh todd they real indie games really do have the best fluff as a matter of fact since Josh is here, if you want to read some really good fluff, it's all on his Zombie Smith website. Um, I don't know. We've got the link in there somewhere if you want to throw that up there. I think uh, we still have there. it. Well, I got that. Well, there's okay. Well, it's Zombie Smith Miniatures, and his fluff for the Quar is super extensive. Don't read it on your phone. Sit down at your computer because there's a lot of text, but it's great fluff. And Todd's spot on indie games really do have the best fluff they, well, they really can fo- they can focus on that you know where if they don't have a minis line well they put more focus into the rule set the the background the fluff yeah and so it makes it more immersive right well to be fair then josh was a bad example because he has a mini line too well he's, <laughs> but his he's fluff is really good he's the exception though too um okay, so he's, I, so I consider him an special. exception so yeah. he's extra special is what you're saying. Extra so you're special. sucking up. You're sucking up is what you're doing. Okay. As long as we're aware of what we're doing is sucking up, then that's okay. <laughs> no, seriously, go read the fluff. It's good fluff. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, I, I just thought that was an interesting thought. I, I think, I don't think I ever thought of mini agnostic that way of just that. Yeah. This is a rule set. Do what you want. Right. Um, and I just thought it, the, some of the comments I was reading is that you could technically do that with anything. Oh, sure. <laughs> Josh says, I am an exception. Yes, you are. <laughs> so what is Clem hooked on lately here? What, I don't know. What is this invaded idea as of late? Okay, you're going to have to elaborate. We might have to have him on next week to explain. Is that a spell check? <laughs> <laughs> Did you fat finger something, my friend? Um, anyway, so I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there. And I, I think as... Um, yeah, if you will, uh, grognards, which is pretty much what everybody in this group is, generally speaking, uh, it's kind of incumbent on us to be the the ambassadors of breaking down those misconceptions to bring more people into the gaming world, you know, to not be gatekeepers of stuff, to let people come in and play and, and find the same kind of joy that we find in the games. Like, I'll tell you again, my buddy that came and built stuff, yeah, he's, he's had some stressful stuff going on the past few weeks, right? And he, he messaged me. He's like, man, sit, just sitting here and slicing these little pieces of plastic up and gluing yeah. them together is so therapeutic to just sit here. You kind of turn off your brain. Don't turn it off so much that you stick your knife in your hand, but... You know, you, you kind of, you just chill and you chop up your plastic miniatures or you do a little bit of painting and you can just relax. So there, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that comes out of it. So, yeah. And, and it, we have to go out of our way to break down those walls uh, that are keeping people that just don't yeah. know they're not regularly exposed to, you know, the yeah. hobby world of miniature games. Um, you know, they just, they just see, a certain you know small window of it so right you got to expand it sorry well my teenager walking in ah okay just like that mac um sorry boom. clem boom that was there a quick is. one wasn't Fast it is 30 minutes of wargaming but and, and don't forget don't forget to join spaz in your purchase of space station zero because <laughs> he already yeah. bought it so yeah, he's uh, he said he's holding me responsible if he doesn't like it. How can you not? It's a just another rule set that you can have fun yeah. with. Yeah, I'm gonna read it, and actually, I have my Necromunda table set up, and I think it'll be perfect. Spaz, if you don't out. like it, I'll buy you some Nutter Butters and send them to you, and we'll call just, it even. Just buy the book from him. <laughs> he he can keep the PDF. And there we go. Yeah, See, that's a win right there. All right. So anyway. I think that is all we have time for. So to recap, don't be gatekeepers. Be the people that welcome people in. Break down those misconceptions. Go buy your copy of Space Station Zero from War Game Vault <laughs> or Drive Through RPG. And and don't forget to go over to Zombie Smith Miniatures and check out. Oh, I remember Zinvaded. He told us about that. Um, go over to Zombie Smith Miniatures. Check out all the fluff over there and buy something because the quar miniatures are super cool so that's just the reality sorry <laughs> that's how it is they're really cool i got a bunch of them so anyway take us out mr hoffman my turn okay I, guys I, I, I don't know sure 
I'll take us out. But guys, thanks for tuning in, Invaders. Uh, if you're new to the show and just want some more content, you can find audio content of all our podcasts uh, on whatever platform is your li listening pleasure. Um, and also check out video on YouTube, uh, our YouTube channel, and like stuff like unboxings and, um, you know, more shorts. We have all the shorts on there. And audio make sure you audio, audio shorts and make sure that you check us out on all the social platforms like Facebook, Instagram, see what we're getting into. And please join our growing community on Discord. We got a link there and we will have it also everything in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. And if you like what you're listening to and you want to support us, you can visit us on Patreon slash Indie Invasion. We'd appreciate all the support you guys could give. If not, that's cool too. We enjoy doing this and bringing the world of gaming to you guys. But if you like some merch, want to put some merch on your body, we got shirts, hats, and if you like drinking coffee, we got coffee mugs. <laughs> Stickers and pillows and shower curtains and all kinds of stuff that and you can just soon, decorate. Yep. Mini skirts for spaz. Yep. Soon mini skirt. I'm just going to title it. Mini skirt for spaz on the red right. bubble site. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they got everything on there that you could decorate your whole house uh indie invasion. We'd appreciate it. I don't know if your wife would appreciate it, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's all we got for you guys this week uh on our live indie invasion shorts stream. Next time we'll see what we get into. But while you're out there diving into all those indie fun games. Prepare yourself for an invasion. Later.